Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome and happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm Charity Stevecker. Happy to be with you this morning. Thankfully, we got some rain yesterday, but today will be sunny with a high of 76, and tomorrow will be partly cloudy with a high of 82. Thursday, you can expect a mix of sunshine and clouds and 76 degrees. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has more weather details coming your way a little later. We also hear from Wisconsin Ginseng Director Jackie Fett about just how much of this specialty crop is really grown in Wisconsin. Chris Pedretti, Section Supervisor with Wisconsin State Parks, explains more about the Out We Go initiative and how numbers are looking at state parks so far this year. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, will join us later as well. Stick around. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at WFBF.com and Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Compere does things differently as a farm credit cooperative, like sharing $202 million back in patronage this year with its member owners. That's more than $1 billion in patronage paid back since 2017. Talk with your local Compere team to learn more or visit compere.com backslash patronage. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Looking for farm or construction equipment? Look no further. Steffes has a huge Wisconsin area equipment auction closing August 24th. This is an online multi-party auction offering some of the best farm and construction equipment has to offer. Don't miss this opportunity to name your price. Check out the detailed pictures on steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Hurry before this opportunity passes you by. The Steffes Group built on trust since 1960. When I think about Wisconsin agriculture, I think about corn, I think about soybeans, I think about milk. I even think about snap beans and potatoes. Another commodity that is produced here in Wisconsin is ginseng. It's Wisconsin's best kept secret. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with Jackie Fent. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Board. We had a conversation about ginseng. Ginseng does grow in the wild, but it is cultivated here in Wisconsin, and it's cultivated more here than any other state in the nation. It even has a distinct taste that users crave. And we talked about the marketing of ginseng, along with exporting it, and the products that are made out of the ginseng root and their health benefits. But we started out our conversation with how much is produced here in Wisconsin and what it takes to bring in the crop. We actually produce about 1 million pounds of cultivated ginseng in Wisconsin. We produce the nation's supply of cultivated ginseng. No other state produces cultivated ginseng. And talking about growing it, producing it, tell me a little bit more about what it takes to produce ginseng. It's a very difficult crop to grow. Um, the growers often say the crop 
wants to die from the beginning of being planted. Um, it's very unique in that it can only be grown on virgin soil. So once ginseng has been grown on a plot of land, it will not um, do well on that plot of land ever again. Uh, 50 years, 100 years from now, it won't uh, produce. Um, it's a lot of hand labor. Um, it requires hand weeding. Um, the berries that come on the plant, which, has, which hold the seeds, have to be um, hand-picked from the crop. And then um, when it's harvested, it, the ginseng is brought up to the surface and then has to be hand-picked um, from the ground and put into containers. So it's very labor-intensive crop. And how many years does it take to produce a crop? It takes about four years to produce a crop of ginseng. After growing that ginseng for four years, and you have the ground left over, is that ground made available to grow other things or is it pretty depleted in all of its nutrients? Actually, the growers will tell you that they're leaving that land better off than when they got it. Um, there's a lot of nutrients in there um, for any crop that wants to grow after that. It's basically just the ginseng that can't survive there after that. So they're able to convert it into growing another crop then? Yes, absolutely. Are there any places in Wisconsin where the ginseng has been the most successful? Well, it started in Marathon County um, because of the Fromm brothers. They were the original um, family that was given the credit for finding out how to grow cultivated ginseng because um, ginseng naturally grows in the wild. It's grown in the wild in lots of other states, I think 19 other states in the United States. Um, so it likes shade and that's why we have the shade structures. Um, it does like to go dormant in the winter and so it just naturally fits in our Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin climate because it loves the cold winter so it can go dormant and then be strong and healthy again in the spring. And you can't market it all here in Wisconsin. Where does it go? Most of it goes to China, but we do have uh, Wisconsin ginseng can be found in Taiwan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, India. Um, we're trying to expand into some new markets, um, but really it's, an, it's, a, it's a product that the Asian culture prizes and loves. When we talk about exporting it, how successful is your connection with getting that product out and about to who's wanting it? We're actually pretty lucky. Um, we do have some access to Foreign Agricultural Service um, grant funds to help us market overseas. And so we utilize those funds in our overseas markets to do promotions of Wisconsin ginseng. Um, we are known world, uh, worldwide, though, for having the highest quality ginseng in the world. Um, it, it's called American ginseng is the plant's um, actual scientific name, but it's also produced in Canada and China in a cultivated form. So we're producing that ginseng and we have a market, but tell me some of the products that comes from ginseng. So mostly when we're exporting, we're talking about exporting the whole, the, the whole root themselves. Um, and a lot of the production for ginseng takes place in overseas markets where they can produce um, value-added products such as energy drinks or um, gummies, candies with ginseng in them. We have ginseng uh, noodles that are being produced and ginseng coffee. Unfortunately here in the United States um, we don't have that vast of production because we don't have um, that big of a budget to promote it here in the United States and so um, some of the producers do have capsules that they produce, which is an easy way to consume ginseng and get the health benefits. Um, another way is to consume ginseng tea. 
and those can all be found um, on our website, realwisconsinginseng.com. You can find an authentic Wisconsin producer to find um, the types of ginseng that you want to buy. And from products to health benefits, what are some of those health benefits? So ginseng, number one, is noted to support your immune system, which a lot of people these days find that they want extra immune system support. And so it's a nice way to give your body that support that it needs. It also supports your energy system, but not like um, caffeinated energy. It helps to bring your body into balance and support a natural energy there. Um, a lot of people use it for blood sugar balance. Um, it's good actually for a lot of um, conditions and um, stuff. And you can find information about the health benefits on realwisconsinginseng.com. Well, let's take a little look ahead. You export the roots. They, you have a, quite a market there. Do you think that we'll ever get to more of a market here in the continental U.S. for ginseng and the products and with the promotion of the benefits? We'd really like to hope so. Um, unfortunately, it's like it's even Wisconsin's kind of best kept secret. We'll go, we'll work shows in Wisconsin, and people have no clue that we grow this product in northern Wisconsin. They they see the shade structures, but they're not quite sure what's under those shade structures, and you know they're passing by. They don't think about it, but that's Wisconsin ginseng, and so. Yeah, we're just hoping that's why we, we come to these things to help educate people and let them know about Wisconsin ginseng. So we're hoping to keep spreading the word here in the United States. Well, I see you have some offerings of some ginseng tea here in the booth. Getting a lot of interest in people trying that? Yeah, it seems like people are really interested in trying the tea. That is, I think, one of the easiest ways to experience the flavor of ginseng because it has a very bitter flavor. We like to say that's what we're known for is our bittersweet flavor. Um, other ginsengs that grow in other regions do not have that specific flavor profile. We'll have uh, people who come to purchase from overseas will snap the ginseng in half and they'll taste it and that's how they'll know that it's really Wisconsin ginseng and that's the ginseng they want to buy. Well, I think I might have to try some of that ginseng tea. You know, my days start about 3 o'clock every day, so might be a little boost to energy, right? That's right. It's always fun for me to learn more about Wisconsin products and their uniqueness. That was Jackie Fent. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Board. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau leadership opportunities have benefited me in multiple ways. Right now, I'm a member of the Farm Bureau Leadership Institute, and I always thought I was a good public speaker. And then we went through some of that training in our very first session, and I had these aha moments that I'm going to use when I am promoting agriculture to consumer groups. WFBF.com. You should reach out to them. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. 
As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back, everybody, on a Tuesday morning. I'm Charity Seebecker, in for Farm Director Pam Yonke, as she is currently out on her farm tour. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck is joining us. Stu, we finally got some rain yesterday, so what impact are you seeing from it? Well, there's water standing here and there. I guess that's all right. I had one comment this morning said, happy corn today. No doubt about that. Some needed moisture has been seen. I don't know that I've heard of a great deal of flood problems anywhere. Although I know there's some water in basements. There's a little water in my basement in the old farmhouse today. That's just what we deal with when we get that kind of rain. That kind of rain. Rainfall amounts all over the board. That low pressure system pulling away from the state today over Indiana with the radar indicating some rain still from northern Indiana through the southern tips of Lake Michigan into lower Michigan. Wisconsin, though, has begun to dry out. And although there may still be some clouds for a time this morning, I really expect sunshine breaks through and we have a nice bright sunny day on the cooler side with a little breeze. Sounds very nice indeed after some of the warm weather we've seen this summer to have just a little cooler break. Now we'll warm it up in a pretty big hurry. And in fact, the next low pressure system will push right in from the west. That system's still out north of Montana and Canada. But as it starts to push our way, it will lead to some rain possibilities. I think we're looking at Wednesday night or just into early Thursday. Wednesday night in the west, very late Wednesday night, early Thursday in the east. Rain amounts not too heavy, not like we've seen. Probably a couple of tenths of an inch to a quarter inch, the most there will be around. But some rain at that point. Temperatures cool just a little behind that system for Friday. But the weekend is when heat turns out, believe it or not into next week above normal temperatures are being forecast especially southwest wisconsin but i think we all get more than our share as i'm anticipating temps that start pushing into the 90s already by sunday and pushing further up in the 90s to start next week so after the rainfall we saw yesterday and last night when we start talking upper 80s and 90s in the weekend you know there's going to be a lot of moisture some pretty steamy conditions will be returning as well so let's talk a little bit about rain. I've got amounts all over the place from the airports now in Madison, an inch and 99 one hundredths, La Crosse at 22 hundredths, Mauston at an inch and 39 hundredths, the Juneau Airport, two and 76 hundredths, one and 67 hundredths at Fond du Lac, my backyard, and my friend Paul over on the uh, Sheboygan Fond du Lac County border, three and seven tenths. A lot of rain in a lot of places. I did see Racine at two and eighty-five hundredths. So a lot of rain has fallen, no doubt about that. 
I'm sure we're going to get all kinds of reports of uh, some pretty excessive rains out of this one. That system moves so nice and slowly and just provided a lot of rain. Oh, I think when we start talking two to three inches, if it could have spread over two days would have been even better. But you know that moisture has been soaking in and almost anywhere where it does soak in, even if it catches in the lowland, it's recharging that surface moisture. And that's what we need to see. We have been pretty dry this summer. And it's good to know we started turning the corner a little bit, started adding some moisture back. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Looking for farm or construction equipment? Look no further. Steffes has a huge Wisconsin area equipment auction closing August 24th. This is an online multi-party auction offering some of the best farm and construction equipment has to offer. Don't miss this opportunity to name your price. Check out the detailed pictures on steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Hurry before this opportunity passes you by. The Steffes Group built on trust since 1960. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to the dairy farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. And to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Keep up with Pam at midwestfarmreport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Compere does things differently as a farm credit cooperative, like sharing $202 million back in patronage this year with its member owners. That's more than $1 billion in patronage paid back since 2017. Talk with your local Compere team to learn more or visit compere.com backslash patronage. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors, including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Welcome back. It's Charity Seebecker here on your Tuesday morning with ag meteorologist Sue Muck. Sue, how about that weather forecast? Well, it's kind of wet out there, no doubt about it, Charity. But we are going to today talk about the return of some sunshine. And with a little north breeze, it's going to seem a little cooler and more comfortable. Upper 70s for highs and the north winds probably about 5 to 10. Now we'll stay clear in the nighttime and just a little cooler than normal as we fall back toward the mid-50s for nighttime lows. Northwest winds even become southwest late, only about 5. Into Wednesday, another sunny day, back toward more normal temperatures in the low 80s, 82, maybe an 84 at La Crosse. Southwest winds at 5 to 15, but then that shower chance, most likely building in already by Wednesday night in the west, not until quite late Wednesday night in eastern Wisconsin. So maybe a scattered shower or storm around early Thursday in the east. Uh, could be a couple of tenths of an inch of rain. And even with a cloudy start Thursday in the east, we'll get more sun in the west. Sun will redevelop and break out in the east as well. Temps in the upper 70s, cooling back off a little bit, say 76, 77 degrees. Winds gradually becoming west and northwest in the day, 5 to 15. Could gust up to 25, a little breezy with a northwest breeze on Thursday and could help to feel more comfortable. A little cooler charity sounds great. But I had to tell us here, we're going to get the warm-up and I expect 90s, even mid-90s, if we start looking toward early next week. So enjoy the little break with the cooler air right now. Absolutely. And my county fair, Juneau County Fair, actually starts tomorrow and goes through Sunday. So any tips to keep those exhibitors and animals cool? I think we're going to do pretty good until Saturday and Sunday, and then lots of moving air and lots of moisture. 
Absolutely. Once again, this is Stu Muck, your ag meteorologist, coming your way Tuesday morning. Be sure to stick around as we have more agriculture news coming your way in just a little bit. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What BioVet does and where the livestock producer gets their benefit is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com, over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, x-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. 
Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Friday night, rowdy. It was two drives from Jordan Love, and I must say the guy looked, albeit not many of the Bengals starters playing, he looked pretty good. Good morning, brother. Yeah, How are we I doing? saw the word poise being thrown around quite a bit uh, on Friday night during the Green Bay Packers Cincinnati Bengals game from Jordan Love. Lots yeah. of poise. Yeah, I even saw some people uh, putting pictures of Jordan Love or videos of Jordan Love up on social media saying, who does this look like as they were insinuating he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there running the Matt LaFleur offense? Well, if he looked like Aaron Rodgers running the Matt LaFleur offense, I thought Aaron Rodgers always was changing the Matt LaFleur offense and did whatever he wanted to do. But I don't know. The Jordan Love wasn't much. He did that sick touchdown pass uh, to Romeo Dobbs. Uh, did a couple of missed throws, not many, but you know he wasn't on the field much. Overall, though, I think all things considered, preseason game number one, Jordan Love left a good taste in your mouth. Yes? Yeah, I mean, did you expect a whole lot? I mean, what, no. he had two series? Went I, out there, and I thought he looked decently well. But again, you mentioned it when you first started uh, talking about it. Cincinnati didn't play that many starters. Oh, no, like, they did Cincinnati is a team that everyone knows who is a top-five team in the NFL, a team that is one of the favorites to win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl aspirations. Their quarterback, Joe Burrow, has a calf injury, so we knew he wasn't going to play. But, yes, overall, Cincinnati was not playing all their starters or playing to win. I mean, you can just look at their box score and figure that one out. But the fact that Jordan Love did look as good as he did, whether that be against uh, twos or maybe some ones, at least it's a good thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's 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 the best thing you can possibly want. It's it's better than him playing bad against twos. I don't know how much it actually means anything when it comes to the season upcoming because again, <laughs> he played mostly against backups, but he looked good. Exactly, it's better to look good against backups than, than bad. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like people, like, I was uh, um, at a wedding on Friday. So this is how I watched the game. We were at a wedding. It was, The reception was at, or the ceremony was at 4.30. And then the I think the ceremony lasted about 10 minutes. We went down for the reception. Everyone's getting ready. And so me and a couple other fellows, we sat around this little table after we hit up open bar. 
and we turned our phones on because the two of us had Hulu. So we both had the Packers streaming on Hulu, and we watched at the wedding reception, and everyone was, like, pleasantly surprised and gave some claps to Jordan Love. And one guy said, okay, well, it's not against any of their starters. And I said, well, would you rather have them look like crap against the starters? Like, I don't know what else you want from Jordan Love besides the did what he did. What, he had one missed throw to, to Musgrave, I think? Outside of that, Jordan Love. Yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad miss. <laughs> it was, but he had also made up for some good throws. I, I don't know what else anyone wanted from him. Yeah, that deep ball that he put right there, that was in the perfect spot. Just, unfortunately, the defender on Cincinnati, the safety, made a really nice play and yeah. knocked it away. But that deep ball was basically right where you wanted it to be and then yeah the one that comes to mind was musgrove over the middle on what was that third down yeah wide open yeah. missed him i mean jordan loves seven to ten passes i mean seven to ten passes 46 yards in a nine yard tutty uh, to romeo dobbs and jordan love just said after the, after the game i think the passing game was in stride and See, i, would I think i would him. if if that was jordan love's season where you would have a, a ball that was, you know, 40 yards down the field that was right right where it needed to be but knocked away and then making all of the basic throws that he needed to make and then missing the occasional one over the middle. Yeah. I think most Packer fans would take that type of season from Jordan Love. Yeah, and we've seen that from Jordan Love too a, a lot in training camp and uh, before that OTAs, it was a lot of, well, he's made good throws and he made some bad throws. You know, it's been an up and down, you know, so far campaign of Jordan Love this go around. But when he played against players that weren't the Green Bay Packers, I got to think and I got to say he looked pretty good. So, again, I take it with a grain of salt because as what Rowdy and I were just saying, it is the you know, backups of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I hearken back to days when, I don't know, a guy named Brett Hundley was a dynamo. Brett Hundley looked better in preseason then Jordan Love looked better in preseason so far. So that's that's why I keep it with a grain of salt because I always think about Brett Hundley. You can't get too high. You can get too low in preseason, I think. Uh, you can't get too high, though, because if you start getting too low in preseason, that's not good at all because you're playing against twos and threes and guys that aren't even going to be in the roster eventually here when some cutdowns happen. But overall, I mean, it felt good to have football on TV that was wearing green and gold. Bringing home the bacon, literally. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you on this Tuesday morning. Wisconsin is well known for its vast natural resources and scenic beauty. The state is home to many state parks, state forests, and natural areas that offer a wide variety of outdoor recreational activities. These can include hiking, camping, fishing, you name it. Chris Pedretti, Section Supervisor with Wisconsin State Parks, says the Out We Go initiative is designed to encourage people to rediscover the outdoors. He explains more about this initiative and how numbers are looking at state parks. It's just our way of trying to get people out and enjoying that everything that Wisconsin has to offer. Uh, that can be getting out to the state parks, uh, the state forests. It can be, you know, hunting, fishing, however you like to enjoy the outdoors. That is what Out We Go is. It's just getting people out in Wisconsin and enjoying all the vast natural resources that we have all around the state. It's a combination of, you know, education and, uh, you know, just letting people know what's available and, and having people try new things, uh, you know, getting out to, to 
new areas, new maybe it's a new state park that you haven't visited. Maybe it's getting involved in fishing, hunting. It's it's having you know courses and, and education for you know um, children and getting them interested and and really engaging that new generation of people that will they'll come up and, and enjoy the outdoors as well. So we really want to capture you know everybody that we can and and, and be inviting and, and get people out and enjoying uh, everything that Wisconsin has to offer. And out we go has been an initiative for the last few years now so how do you find people have responded to this initiative since you guys have started it well it's it's going very well I mean we have a lot of different special events and things with this theme and it's it's kind of promoting and it, it's created a, a new buzz uh, for people to kind of get out and try new things and and, and it, like I said it, learn and explore and 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 maybe just uh, pick up a new hobby that um, that they've never done before and, and really start falling in love with the outdoors again obviously the the State parks and the state forest and natural areas provide that outlet for people to get out and enjoy what Wisconsin has to offer. And there's there's so many of them, and they're spread all around the state. And each one of them offers a different uh, way to enjoy, and you know maybe different geological features or or natural features. And um, so it's it's whether it's an urban, uh, whether you're in an urban setting or a rural setting, there's opportunities there. And we really want to try to get more and more people out enjoying them and, and learning about them. And and uh, and because there's so many that you know hopefully there's a you know access to a state park or or forest for for everyone uh, to kind of get out and enjoy it so speaking of that kind of focusing on this year so far how are state parks looking this year what are kind of the numbers looking like of people out there enjoying them well, they're as busy as ever. Um, I mean, we've seen a huge increase, uh, you know, over the past few years in, in visitation and in camping and everything that people do, and which is great. Uh, so, and and we are seeing that again this year. The the parks are are busy, and um, and camping is is busy. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of space. So we always uh, encourage people to get out there and enjoy, and 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 also to branch out. I mean, if you uh, you may have a favorite state park, but um, you know, maybe you know, there's there's a lot of other ones to explore too so if if uh if you want to try something new there's there's other ones that you can see and and, and explore and, and maybe you'll find something else to fall in love with how many people roughly would you say attend state parks a year if you had to give an estimate and are, do you think you're on track to beat that this year um well generally we have about 20 million uh, visitors uh, to the state parks and forest annually it's that's been pretty consistent uh um you know over the over the f- past few years here so uh it's a lot of people um, I, I definitely think from looking at the numbers and, and camping statistics that we're on track for that again. Um, you know, the camping and, and visitation has been extremely busy. The weather has been, you know, pretty cooperative this year. Um, and uh, so it's, uh, but like I said, there's there's so many and a lot of places to go. So um, even though we're busy, there's, there's always room for more people to come out and, and find a new place to explore. During the pandemic, they got really busy. Obviously, people wanted to get out the best way they could. It continued to climb. So things are still climbing now. Do you see it just continuing to do that? Or do you think there's going to be a plateau here soon where it kind of evens back out? Or where do you see the interest in state parks moving forward? We, we haven't seen a, any kind of decline. Um, you know, there's there's been maybe a little bit of a plateau from uh, the pandemic. But, um, but I 
do feel that people got out and kind of rediscovered uh, the parks and, and forest and nature and different things that they can do. And hopefully that's building a lifelong activity and for them and, and for other generations, and which will continue. Um, obviously, there's there's so much to do uh, in Wisconsin and all over that, um, you know, as things kind of open back up from the pandemic, uh, people are spreading around and doing different things. But uh, we're still seeing, you know, huge activities in the parks, and we feel that's going to continue. What else about the Out We Go initiative can you share? What are some of the upcoming events that you guys are going to be putting on with that initiative or things that we should be looking forward to? Well, as far as for state parks, uh, we're going to continue doing our Out We Go events at some of the properties. We have an Out We Go uh, winter event, Out We Go snow event coming up that will focus on obviously winter activities, uh, skiing and snowshoeing and things like that. Uh, we just had a, a, a large event, uh, Out We Go during the summer, Out We Go green, where we focus on just tons of different recreation activities and we're planning another one for next year. Uh, and then at many different properties, we're, we're doing Out We Go events that kind of highlight some of the different recreation activities you can do and, and ways to enjoy the outdoors. So I would tell people to definitely go to our website, um, check out our activities calendar. Uh, everything that we're doing is on there, and you can see if there's something. You can search by property, see if there's something near you, and go out and enjoy the parks and some of the activities that are going on. That was Chris Pedretti, Section Supervisor with Wisconsin State Parks. You can learn more about the Out We Go initiative by looking for the link in our article at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'll have your morning markets in just a little bit. Compere does things differently as a farm credit cooperative, like sharing $202 million back in patronage this year with its member owners. That's more than $1 billion in patronage paid back since 2017. Talk with your local Compere team to learn more or visit Compere.com backslash patronage. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Looking for farm or construction equipment? Look no further. Steffes has a huge Wisconsin area equipment auction closing August 24th. This is an online multi-party auction offering some of the best farm and construction equipment has to offer. Don't miss this opportunity to name your price. Check out the detailed pictures on steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Hurry before this opportunity passes you by. The Steffes Group built on trust since 1960. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. And from Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back. I'm Charity Stevecker. Happy to be with you on this Tuesday morning. In case you missed our weather update earlier, today will be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow will be partly cloudy with a high of 82. And Thursday will be a mix of sunshine and clouds and 76 degrees. Thankfully, we had some good rain yesterday. And looking at our talk text line, Joanne... On the east side of Fond du Lac had 1.9 inches of rain. West Bend area had 2.9 inches in their rain gauge. The east side of Beaver Dam on Monday till 5 p.m. had 4 inches plus. Monday's total in Horicon was 3.78. Looking a little farther back into Friday, Tim C. had half an inch on the east side of Beaver Dam Friday night. On the north side of Beaver Dam, 
Bob had a quarter inch of rain on Wednesday and a half an inch on Friday. He had a very nice refreshing drink for the plants, he said, with a total of three-quarter inch. Also on Friday, Tommy had six-tenths of an inch and a tree down on his Suburban in Stockbridge. And Linda Lynch from Reeseville had a quarter inch of rain Friday night as well. Remember, you too can text us your rainfall report. You can message us at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. That's our Farm Talk text line. Be sure to use that so we can stay up to date and know just how much rainfall we are getting throughout the state. Today, it's tough, if not near impossible, to get consumers to buy fresh fruit or vegetables with a blemish. Nutrition is still the same, taste likely will be the same, and they're certainly safe. But consumers' eyes won't let them buy. That's what farmers like Kurt Soik are challenged by when growing things like potatoes. Soik says his goal is to have a perfectly pretty potato every time. Consumer wants a quality product. They don't want no blemishes. They don't want anything. I mean, they want to look at that potato. They don't want to see a piece of scab on it. And scab is just a surface defect. If you peel it, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So the quality factor is very critical. And I mentioned before, lenticels on potatoes. Water is a direct result of lenticels. Too much water, lenticels open, they don't close. And it looks terrible. Nothing wrong with it. It's just the pores on a potato opened up and evaporated, you know, transpired some water. Not a problem, but it's not very pretty. Mm-hmm. And the consumer says, we ain't buying it. Customer on the other end, Walmart, looks at it, nope, loads rejected. To produce those pretty potatoes, Soik, like many farmers, has turned to technology. He's using high-tech satellites to guide him on just how much water that potato has or needs to stay picture-perfect for purchasing consumers. Now let's take a look at our morning markets. From Chicago, cash corn is trading at 472 and three quarters, down three cents. December 23 new crop corn is trading at 484 and a half, that's down three and a quarter cents. Cash soybeans are trading at 1335 and a half, down 17 and a half cents. And November new crop beans are trading at 1325 and three quarters, down a quarter. September 23 wheat is trading at 612, that's down four cents. September Class 3 milk contract is trading at 17.83 a hundred weight. That's down 15 cents. And October milk is trading at 18.06, down 16 cents. Barrel cheese had no change and closed yesterday at 182 and a half. 40 pound block cheese also had no change and closed at 199. And the double A butter had no change and closed at 269. Coming up, we're going to focus on all the commodity news you can handle. We have John Heinberg. Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing joining us live to kick you off on this Tuesday morning. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We get it. You need the most durable truck and a return on it, too. That's why Ewald Chevrolet Buick is your certified agriculture dealer. With your purchase, receive AgPack at no additional cost to you. A package of farm and ranch discounts with savings up to $30,000. Right now, finance a new 2023 Silverado TurboMax or select heavy-duty models for just 1.9%. Find new roads at EwaldChevroletBuick.com. On select models with approved credit. See dealer for details. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. 
swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. And although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no-brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Charity Seebecker, rounding out this farm show this Tuesday morning. Market advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing is joining us. John, when it comes to the USDA and FSA numbers, there's really a lot to review. So let's start with the yield and demand cuts. Yeah, we had that USDA report, the crop production, and supply demand numbers come out there on Friday. It really wasn't any big surprises in the numbers. It was kind of what the market was anticipating. We saw the yield cut in corn, bring that down under down to the, around the 175.3 level. We saw the bean yield come down also a, a small portion. You know, and the market uh, made some adjustments, or the USDA made the adjustments on the demand side, especially on the corn market, to still keep the balance sheet very heavy. We're still over 2.2 billion bushels of corn or 2 billion bushels of corn, excuse me, uh, which again, still kind of weighs on prices and kind of limits any rallies here. You know, but then the market actually, if you watch the trade on Friday, kind of handled it pretty well. We were trading relatively sideways after the numbers kind of came out. But then around noon, the FSA released their registered acres for subsidies totals that kind of came out. And those numbers are actually fairly high. Uh, Typically in August, we don't see that many acres get registered and I think that made the market feel pretty comfortable about the acre number that's out there or you may even be a little bit on the lower side or excuse me uh, lower side compared to reality and then prices kind of sold off uh, so we we saw again about 93 million acres of corn was registered 82 plus million acres of beans are registered and you know those are real close to those June numbers so again maybe this gave the market a little bit of val- validity that hey that acre number we saw in the June numbers were pretty close if not even maybe a little small and prices kind of fell apart since then you know right now we got corn new low for the move yesterday pressured today by good crop ratings soybeans hanging in there pretty good on the demand side and the fact that 245 million bushels is relatively tight but uh you know still right now it's a difficult time here in august as we kind of see if this market can find some footing yeah and speaking of those updated crop ratings what really stood out to you most well, obviously, the jump in the soybean side with the rain and things of that nature that came across the last week or so here, uh, well above expectations. We're up to 59% good to excellent now in the soybean category. You know, that was a, a 
that was basically a 5% jump from last week, 4% above what the market was expecting. With Illinois continuing just to rebound, Illinois Greens have been up seven straight weeks in terms of ratings. They jumped a whopping 12%, a 70% good to excellent. You know, so the concern, I think, now, and, and corn you know, ratings also moved higher for another consecutive week. The, the concern now maybe in the marketplace is, you know, did the – low for the yield get placed on that report last week and that maybe supplies get a little bit bigger in terms of production side now we got some hot weather in the forecast coming at us here in the next uh, few days i think that may pause the market a little bit here to make sure it doesn't do some damage but all the rain we've picked up here over the last handful of weeks across the midwest is definitely showing in the quality of the crop in terms of its condition here going into the first part of september yeah. And now kind of transitioning to some outside markets. What are you watching for when it comes to crude oil? You know, crude oil's had a heck of a run. We're seeing a little bit of a turn back here in the last day or so, but we've really seen this, the supply side kind of tighten up. Crude oil kind of broke out of its range, trading in the low 80s now. We did push as high as $84, $85 a barrel, but the charts are pointing a little bit higher in this window. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. First off, just from the inflation standpoint, the consumer dollar, the, the cost of fuels to the producers out there, you know, how's that all trickle through? But it looks like crude oil got some room to run higher here in terms of uh, the overall price. Maybe we're going to go target that $90 a barrel level. If that's the case, again, we'll see that ripple effect maybe through the marketplace. Now, that should be supportive of the grain prices. I think some of the reasons soybean market's kind of holding in there with that tie to bean oil. Uh, but at the same time, you know, how does that affect the inflation side, the U.S. economy, and just the overall feel in the marketplace in general as the, as the supplies of crude are looking relatively tight internationally? Mm-hmm. And now kind of transitioning again, this time though to cattle and hogs. They had a rough start to the week. So what does that moon excuse me, what does that mean now moving forward? I really watch the retail side on cattle. Cattle market still trending higher here, but we're poking at the bottom of the, the what we call the channel or where prices are kind of holding their floor. We'll see if this can hold today. Now, we did get some nice movement in retail carcasses. Cash trade has been working a little bit higher here. So, again, it's a combination of factors. I mean, we can see this market push one more time to the upside. You know, then it might get pretty expensive again. It's a market that just seems slowly moving higher. If you look over a course of two weeks, next thing you know, we've gained a few dollars here or there. And you go to the hog side, tough day right now. The October, yesterday, October hogs are now the new lead month. And uh, we saw that August contract come off and October is kind of falling apart, even though there's a big discount to where the current prices are in terms of cash index and things. So something we got to kind of watch here that the technical side of that October contract looks kind of ugly. Yeah. Once again, this is John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. And you can reach him at TotalFarmMarketing.com or you can call him at 800-334-9779. Once again, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing. Thanks again, everybody, for sticking around with me on this Tuesday morning. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We get it. You need the most durable truck.